0: Show with Austin and Matt. Uh, welcome to our philosophy segment, um, expanding on last week. Our question of the day will be: Is free will real, or is it an illusion? So, does free will exist or not? Um, and if you want to take the lead, you can start off. No. No. You no. Take the lead. I think
1: you needed it just because before we uh, got into this, um, the quick quick discussion we had. I think you to clarify free will,
0: and freedom. Okay, so, yeah, it's important to distinguish the difference between free will and freedom, whereas freedom is the ability to do whatever you want, whereas free will applies more towards morals and making decisions, Um, and so it's the ability to make decisions unimpeded, so, you know, um, acting on morals, so to speak. Um, I think they're the same, but... Or intertwine very heavily. Well, right now I can go take a drive down the street. That's not free will. That's the freedom to do that. Whereas... Is that not free will to you to act on the freedom of doing that? Free will is more closely defined as... Like, treating... Like, animals' rights. So, deciding or acting on whether you treat animals with compassion... Or you t- abuse animals... You have the free will to do either, but that's not freedom. Um, and free will is defined as the power of acting without the constraint of necessity or fate or the ability to act at one's own discretion. It's the ability to choose between different possible courses of action unimpeded. Free will is closely linked to the concepts of moral responsibility, praise, guilt, sin, and other judgments which, which apply to only to actions that are freely chosen. What's
1: freedom? Let's see. I just think... I don't know. Maybe my mind isn't big enough to think about it in two different concepts. But I just think freedom and free will is
0: the same. The freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. So wouldn't that be the same as free will? They're close, but they're not... they They are not interchangeable. Like, there is... Freedom is more of the action to do something, whereas free will is more of the thought of doing something. The ability to do those things. Whereas, well, the ability is still an act. The ability and act are, are, is, is a synonym. Well, your free will decides what you do with your freedom. You have the ability to make the decisions with your free will, but the what you do is your freedom. You are free to do those things that you decide on your free will. So... I mean, if that's a difference is free if free will if free
1: will is the thought and freedom is the act then i mean i only got it that way
0: yeah so free will is every person's natural birthright to make their own decisions and choose their own path freedom is the physical and mental ability to exercise that free will so it's free will is the underlying principle behind your freedoms so you know i am free to go drive down the street right now. That's my freedom. But free will, I had to make that decision first and decide whether or not to do that. That's my free will. I mean, I think it exists. Going back first circle.
1: Um, I think it exists. And I think we, we all have the free will to act on freedoms. However, I think that as humans, we have created... Societies or tribes or however you want to say it that makes us not able to do all do anything and everything we want. we have now consequences
0: for that free will and other freedoms um I think inherently all animals have free will in the in the instance that you're born with it or all living things um, because. I mean, say you're living naturally in in the wild by yourself. You don't have any society or any you know moral code or code of ethics or anything like that. Then you inherently and innately have free will. You will make decisions on your own. You will have no hindrance to what you can decide. Um, and nothing's decided for you. So you do have to make those decisions. So I do think inherently free will exists. However, humans are the only ones that readily limit our own free will um and what i mean by that is mostly towards like the creation of morals or code of ethics um the ideas that um you know you have to live by these morals or you have to um live by this code of ethics and that's something humans created like no other animal lives by a you know such a structured code of ethics and sheet of morals and hell, even between you know different cultures of humans, morals and ethics aren't the same. And I think that's the big reason why I would say humans do not have free will unhindered. You do have some free will, but I don't think it's completely unhindered. So wait, so you're saying
1: asterisk, asterisk on the free will part. Because we have, you just said, we have free will, but due to society, we don't.
0: Yeah, I would say yes and no. Are we born with it? Yes, but I think you're conditioned throughout your life to not have it. yeah, I agree to that. So, like, the moment you're born, you have free will, but as you grow up and get, you know, indoctrinated with whatever culture you are born and raised in, your free will diminishes substantially. You are... I would say you don't have free will anymore. You have to, because you have to think of all these code of ethics and stuff before you make your decisions. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think the bigger question,
1: besides if we have free free will or not, is
0: why do we hinder ourselves? Um, of free will. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought, and um, you know, I I've you know thought about it at random times, just, you know, the development of societies and culture and how we've got to the point we've gotten now. I mean, it's crazy to think back to early civilizations when we were just learning how to use fire. And now, you know, we have smartphones in our pockets and stuff. Mm -hmm. So even without looking at the development of our ethics and morals, the things we've created and the things we can do has evolved so much That it it, it makes sense that our morals and ethics would as well. The foundation and basis for it, um, I could not even tell you where they began, but I have to imagine it was just like, you know, if you're in this, you know, tribe of people who you depend on, you have to make sure that you trust them. And so some of those things are like, you know, if you kill someone, we can't trust you, so we have to oust you from our tribe. And so they would, you know, kill them themselves, you know, eye for an eye, um, exile them, things like that. And I think that was, would probably be the basis of the code of ethics and morality. Um, and then, of course, when religion caught on and, um, I mean, mainstream religious teachings, uh, that just got compounded into a, a, you know, a structured and written set of codes because you know morals existed long before the bible did people were practicing morals before the bible so um the bible quran biblical texts like that or religious texts um i think laid the written foundation thousands of years ago that we still base ourselves on now um, but it is th- interesting to think about you know the beginnings of Morality and how those things came to fruition. Um, And what do you think?
1: I mean, we're all born. I mean, it's been proven we're all born with a, uh, beside of free will and just we're going just talking about morality in general. Um, We're all born to innately flow towards, quote unquote, good or right behavior or decisions i think i mentioned you' i don't know if this was the last podcast or the last philosophical podcast or not but the at yale the baby lab stuff i mean that's really all they do is test different scenarios on babies and see how as young as three months old to see how they react without any teachings i mean you can't really teach a three-month-old year much morals and they are all like majority every single time for um they're good or right behavior. However, they also a majority on including themselves in an in-group or tribal type state as well. So, even if someone does something bad, they're going. Even if they do some, someone does something bad, they're still going to be more comfortable with them if they like the same
0: cereal or something like that. So. I would say you can't teach a th- three month old but I do think that they are already from the moment they're born absorbing everything in their environment,
1: um, yes, but it's a lot less muni than it is us right now, or even a two or three year old um, i i think that's' that's ver i think it's very that's based on variables because i mean I think it depends on how much they can absorb i mean if they're just in a crib in a room majority of you know, those three months how much that much they can't absorb
0: i think i think it's mostly i think i think there's a curve to it so you know when their first days when they can't or four weeks when they can't open their eyes or you know do much other than sleep they're not really absorbing much but it's but once they can stay awake and look their brains are developing neurons and pathways so quickly um that anything they see and because it goes back to the nurture versus nature argument Mm -hmm. um and that is you know is there a difference between kids born from just the same mother and one is left to basically raise itself while the other from a young age is nurtured and taken care of where are they at when they're four years old five years old and i think what's the study on that i don't remember i think it's somewhat mixed um but i think but i think more more of the nurturing children um you know grow up to have you know better i wouldn't say lives because everyone's lives is subjective to i mean you, you can't say someone's life is good or bad without knowing what they feel of their own life but you know people who were the babies who were nurtured had um stayed out of trouble more Um, had less frequencies visiting jail when they grew up, stuff like that, Um, which would be indicative of the absorption that they receive before they can talk Um, because they know a shit ton of stuff before they can even talk. They just don't know how to express it or engage it. Um, But the environments that children grow up in i i definitely think um i think you could take someone from the united states someone from south america someone from the you know middle east someone from europe and at five years old or four years old maybe you could see differences among how they behave and how they act just based on you know the environments they grew up in um which significantly impacts your your free will I mean, someone someone could have more free will just based on living in a different country than, you know, someone in a neighboring country. So so I, I would also say I think free will is not, you know, equally limited throughout the globe. Um, I think it, there's a, that's
1: why I saying. I think free will and freedom are still very intertwined because well, I think they work together because I think someone in a different
0: country that has less freedom than we do also has less free will than we do I would agree um, because obviously if your freedom is inhibited you, then your free will is going to take those decisions away because like say I it's illegal for me after 9 p.m to go drive okay if if I can't do that and I know I can't do that then the choice never comes up then you know the I might think about it. I'm like, man, it would be nice if I could drive. But my free will never kicks in. I don't have that free will because I don't have the freedom. Uh, They're, they're closely related. Um, just free will is the the driving factor behind it. It's what you do before you go make the decision, whether you're going to be like, you know, screw it, I'm going to go drive, or I'm going to stay inside and not risk it. Um, like underage drinking okay it's illegal but kids all the time make the decision it's worth the consequences i'm going to do it that's their free will and then they go do it even though they're not free to do so it's illegal for them to do so so um i would say in most instances free will exists in more areas than freedom um because so? cuz even if your freedom is restricted you have the oh, free will say, okay. to go make those decisions um like, let's say, committing crimes. Murder, for instance. If I murder someone in the United States, I'm going to jail. I don't have the freedom to murder somebody for... no for... So we say... So now I guess... So I guess freedom is like the
1: quote-unquote term of free will in regards to laws and rules.
0: Yeah, the, the freedom to... The freedom of action. The, the freedom to, to do things. Um, and so if I'm not free to go kill somebody, and I go do it, my free will... Told me okay, you can go murder that person, but my freedom is restricted in the, the capacity that you know you do it, you're going to jail. Um, so again, free will, even in a moral society, you can you can abandon it, but I think it sets the guidelines of what your free will becomes. So, me morally, I think it's wrong to kill someone, so my I don't even think ponder murdering someone you know mm-hmm. that free will option never comes up in nature especially when you're you know fighting for survival that's a a, a very common um you know action yeah decision you have to make decision, yeah. um and so you have the free will to decide whether you whether or not you want to kill this thing is it too big is it going to be enough food it does it pose a threat to me. All these things factor into making that decision. Whereas for me, I don't ever have to make that decision because the only time I'm going to murder someone is if they're trying to kill me. Um, so, um, so I don't. I don't think you know. Maybe one day, people snap or decide that you know that moral is not important to them and change their mind. But it does shape their ability to think for themselves or. Decide what actions they're going to take, um, which I think is the same thing as saying your free will is inhibited. So, um, even though you know, because the second part of that question was, is an is it an illusion? Um, which I would say yes, because you know, even even without having all of the freedoms to do what I want, you know, because there are laws. I think that society wants you to think you have the choices to make. You have, you can do whatever you want, you know, you know, think how you will, even though if you think differently from someone that believes a certain moral set, then you're going to be chastised and argued about with it. Like for me, I think, um, um, I don't even know if I want to get into that, um, So, yeah, I'm I'm just going to leave that one. That's for a, a later discussion, but um it it's just was an example based on, you know, the differences of um saying you have free will versus actually having free will. So, but I think I think the disagreements of 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 free will is what creates all the political discourse nowadays, though. Um, you know, Most disagreements have to do with different beliefs um, and different ideas of free will. So, I
1: think um, it's interesting, because I think free will... I can't... Sometimes... I'm sorry. Sometimes... I said that weird. um, I think morals and free will go very hand-to-hand. And I think it's interesting how the level of hindrance of free will is in almost increased as this is as culture and society changes their morals. If that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm sure like, you know, hundreds maybe thousands of years ago, like we can say, for example, cannibalism was probably like a common thing maybe in certain societies and cultures. Whereas now it's like very, very shunned upon. So that free will slash moral, you know, changes dura- drastically. We just think it's interesting.
0: I I find it fascinating how humans are willing to do that. Um, especially, you know, demographic or geographical-based differences in morals. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the Middle East, most of the countries there are worship um, Islam, and they're not allowed to drink. Whereas in the United States you don't really have a social gathering in which you don't drink. Um, I think it's, it's fascinating that humans have made such different decisions over the thousands, millions of years we've been, you know, evolving and, you know, developing different ideas, um, which always interests me. Um, I mean, you have to be careful, especially if you travel abroad, you have to know the the laws and rules that they set because they have a completely different set of moral code um, which is really interesting you would think that as being one species we would kind of agree on the same basic principles and tenets but I don't don't think religion helps with that either so um, I think that's created a lot more problems with coexisting than um, anything else which also fascinates me, how we've come up with thousands of different lo- religions. It's interesting. Well, I mean, people would people would
1: argue um, we would we don't necessarily come up with those. But
0: I get what you're saying. Well, if if we didn't come up with them, or if someone didn't come up with them, then that would mean there are, are more than a thousand gods, which very few religions nowadays would agree with. <laughs> It's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, because if, even if you believe your religion is correct, then you would almost have to believe all the other religions are fabricated or man-made. Um,
1: yeah, there's a, there's a meme I saw. This, this doesn't this doesn't um, reflect my views, but it was like a meme how... Remember back in the Orlando shooting, I think it was, when the guy went and like shot up the gay bar or whatever it was. There was a meme at that point, and it was like, it was a picture of hell or something like that. And one guy was like, hey, how, why are you in here? And something like that. And he was like, I'm gay. And then the shooter was like, what? I just, I'm in here because I killed all you guys. Because like back in the day, you know, if you were gay, you went to hell. But now, the morals have changed. Whereas, or, or no, no, I'm not saying I believe that you were gay, you go to hell. But people, the morals have changed that nowadays, that's accepted. So... If you do wrong by them, then you're going to hell, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think that also shows how it's kind of
0: the religion and moral thing has like shifted. I I, I think um, homosexuality is the most interesting development that humanity's made um, because I mean, if you brought a ancient Roman or ancient Greek in today's society, they would be blown away by the fact that you know we're so strict on opposite sex attraction because mm-hmm. i mean back then you would have sex with men women i hate to say it but oftentimes people younger than they should have been having sex um it, was it i didn't know it was open like that really yeah they, the was it just their culture um i i know in ancient greece it was popular i mean it's called pedophilia today it wasn't called the same back then but Yeah, younger boys. No,
1: not not the younger thing. I know that. I know that's a thing.
0: I'm talking about the opposites of same-sex. Yeah. I know that. The the bathhouses in ancient Greece and ancient Rome were oftentimes um, locations for orgies in which you would unbiasedly pick someone and have sex with them, whether it was another man, another woman, two men, two women, man and woman. it didn't matter. They were just very sexually promiscuous. And then somewhere along the lines, we decided or... Religion decided that that wasn't, that wasn't right, um, which is interesting. I don't know where that, you know, that came from. Maybe like the Catholic,
1: overtake from the Roman.
0: I'm not. I'm not sure. And, and in I fact, don't, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. In fact, there's evidence that the verse in the Bible, Leviticus eighteen twenty two, I believe, that says man shall not lie with another man, was originally written as man should not lie with boys. Children, which would make pedophilia a sin, but somewhere along the lines it got interpreted as another man, um, and made homosexuality a sin, um, which I—that's—I mean, not for me to say. I don't. No one knows the original text of the Bible to begin with, but there is a dispute whether that was the original translation or not. So, Interesting. Which just goes to show you, if even if 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 it were a mistranslation. You know, humans for what two thousand twenty years have been living by this um, belief that may have not even been intended, which I think is fascinating. Imagine,
1: imagine, dude, that's crazy. See, there's uh, <laughs> apologize for Zeus. <laughs> um, there was a speech professor I have. Remember, only you had? Did you have him, Richard? Mm-hmm he I don't know if he told your class but he suggested to our class to read the bible as a book and I don't know many verses okay. from the bible but I really want to do that. One like one time like one part of my life I want to sit down and just read the bible as a book and he said it's very very interesting on how how people in passages and stuff interpret it and how other people interpret the bible and the verses whereas if you just read it as like a narrative maybe or a fictional or non-fictional just a book. It's very interesting you said so.
0: It it amazes me that a a book that creates so much that's so open to interpretation and everyone can interpret the same verse differently. You know, there's no there's no concrete. This is what that meant. One hundred percent, no variation. Because if it were, you know, there would be no person who would ever have abided by the Bible in the existence of his of humankind. Um, like today, I think it's. You know, you have people who say the Old Testament matters, and then you have other people who say the New Testament and the New Covenant wiped out what the Old Testament said. Um, and if it didn't, that means men should not cut their hair, you can't wear um, blended fabrics, you can't eat pork, all these kinds of things that are open to interpretation, mm-hmm. but we're still willing to chastise, um, discriminate, and go to war with other people based on these interpretations Um, that's amazing yeah (laughs) that is um, it I mean I think it's sad but um, it's fascinating to me the way humans have have developed over time Um, creating these rules for ourselves and then complaining when we have to abide by them or you know living by rules that are older than any of us have been alive uh, and not willing to make changes or new concessions to adapt to the way, you know, modern humans live um, because there's there's no religion or text before yeah, I mean, probably even the 1800s that even applies today or relates to what we do today um, they're all outdated but we still live by them, read them and stuff like that, which is interesting sociology is an interesting topic the development of people and how societies have been shaped um,
1: I took that's the one thing I I'm trying not to it's on a tangent now to religions but um, I don't know if I can have a career out of it I don't know if I can make a career out of it but the most interesting classes I've taken so far at UT have all been have been religious studies
0: well, my, my favorite class I took at Walter State when I, because I went there before I went to UT, was my religious studies class. And we went over, I mean, any religion you can think of, from Christianity to Taoism to Buddhism to Islam, all, we covered them all. Um, and our project that we had to do at the end of the, the semester was visit a church or place of worship outside of what you believed So if you were atheist, you just had to visit a church. If you were a Christian, you know, Catholic or mosque. If you were Islamic, you know, Catholic or Baptist, stuff like that. You had to go outside of what you believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I chose a Catholic church, and it was interesting. Like, you know, both kind of have their feet in Christianity, um, but the... I would say the practices of worship are night and day completely different you know um, I grew up in Baptist Church churches um, you set, you go to a Sunday school you sit in sermon for an hour then you eat the Catholics have mass I think seven days a week six days a week they are interactive throughout their sermon they stand up get on their knees sit back down go to their knees um, they drink wine or communion at Almost every mass um they have confessions, all these different practices that are night and day from from a Baptist church, but yet they're using the same text like it's mm-hmm. incredible um, I don't know i don't I, I i couldn't tell you why those differences happen or 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 not, but it's definitely interesting, yeah. I think it was good though. It's always good to go outside of what you believe. Look at yourself under a microscope, you know, make sure that what you are doing and what you believe in is actually what you believe. Um, I think too many people nowadays go with the flow, get a routine in and believe what they believe the same thing for, you know, every year they've been alive without ever thinking about, you know, is this actually what I believe in. Um, but I think it's important to do that, as a society, you know, reflect on yourself, think about what you actually believe in, and does it match what you act and do? So.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. But, I mean, that's but way off free will at this point. But,
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it. I mean, it is a little off. But I mean, I think it all intertwines.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think religion is is the baseline of what creates the the discrepancies between free will, um, because I I believe or religion and morals they tie closely together of the basis for free will um but yeah I I, I I think it's hard to say that you do have free will if you have moral codes and ethics that you have to abide by um it, it's kind of inherently restricts your free will so that's where I would that's my stance
1: hmm so I think I think an interesting question or study would be if the morals and ethics that we go by, I don't know, average moral and ethics that we go by today that hinder our free will, if someone didn't have that hindrance, would they eventually make their way to those morals and ethics? Watch someone play video games.
0: And specifically GTA. What do you mean? My morals and ethics, when I, when I don't have any to abide by, mm. I don't really care, like... I have no morals or ethics, and so when I play video games like GTA, I feel nothing when I run over somebody or you know I crash a plane into another plane. If you don't have morals or ethics to live by, you kind of just do whatever you want. Well, that's a little different because you have unlimited lives.
1: Well, I've, you're 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 separating. You're like, you're you I get what you're saying. You you have your mind is still doing whatever you want to, and you don't have the restrictions. But the big factor is there's, like, literally zero consequences on doing that. Whereas if you, you know, you, you can't just go crash someone and die unless you wanted
0: to die. Like that's your free will. I mean, I guess so. but well, well, then that would be an argument that death inhibits your free will. Outside of morals and religions, death is also an inhibitor to free will. Which is an interesting point. Dang it. Why not bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, well, yeah, I guess that is that's that. That was actually a point I hadn't considered, but that's very valid. You know, a lot of the decisions you're gonna make will be, you know, about your consequences. You're not gonna shoot yourself knowing you're gonna die,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, without wanting to die. You know, you you have the free will to do it, but you probably won't do it. And it people do it. Will I mean, people
1: unfortunately mind. commit suicide. So yeah. it, I mean, it's not necessarily a, a inhibitor. Well, I mean, I guess it... So I guess that means it's not then, right? I mean, people commit suicide.
0: Well, maybe that's a little different, but maybe like, say, climbing up a cliff, like Mm -hmm. rock climbers. Um, You know, people who decide that they're willing to risk death will go do it, but most people, you know, untethered rock climbing, you're gonna be like, no, I'm probably gonna fall off and die, so I'm not gonna do it, so... Um, maybe free death isn't an inhibitor inhibitor to free will. You make those decisions anyway, or despite your free will. So is free will just the will <sighs> to survive? No, um, because I would because I think there's there's far more aspects to free will than just survival, such as like you know, do I want to go to bed right now or do I want to play one more game? St- things like that.
1: Oh yeah, because um, of the way our society is now. Yeah, but which is
0: why I would I would think that there's.
1: I'm talking the stru- I mean, I think I mean like the foundation of
0: free will. Is like I mean the sheetrock. I mean is the is the I, I, I is think, the concrete. I, I think death is too specific, but I think survivability. Yes, I think survival is the basis of our free will. Okay. Um, deciding do I want to eat now or later? Should I stalk this prayer or wait for another one? Um do I need to start finding water or can I wait? Uh, things like that. That I think I that, that. that would be the basis of free will because if you take everything we have away, throw us back into the woods, that's the only decisions we're going to be making. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say, yeah, that's, that's the basis, that's the foundation. And then we've added to that as we've gotten luxuries such as TV, video games, school. And we've um, also hindered it as our society grows. Yeah, by making moral rights and wrongs. So... Um, yeah I I would say I would say free will doesn't entirely exist um it there is some illusion there um, because it's hindered obviously by in our
1: society today I agree but I think as the human race as a whole in its entirety I think it does exist. at its core or at its core I mean yeah, yeah it does exist yeah I would agree
0: well, we tackled that. <laughs> Heck yeah, we brought
1: that full circle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but we will be back Wednesday. We'll talk about some news in the meantime. Have a great week and thanks for listening.